Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single. Can someone help me out? He could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. From gay, straight, black, white. Everybody and welcome to the show. I'm not plugged in. I gotta plug in my thing. Oh, I am plugged in. Okay, here we go then. Well, hello everybody and welcome to week two of the catch-up sessions. Today we're talking with Charles Rogers from episode two, one of my earliest sperm donor contestants. And then we're going to talk to Zach Huddleston, my former or one of my former donors. But to get us started, I want to give a big thank you to my latest Patreon subscribers. I think it's only one. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Here we go. Patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Here we go. Come on. Open. It's taking longer than it should take. Come on. I think there's only one of you. Hold on. Okay. Relax. It's really taking a while. Aha. Haitha K, thank you so much for your contribution. I think that's how you pronounce that shape of a letter. At least I went to Iceland back in 2012, and I think I learned that there. Are you from Iceland? If so, that's cool. If not, that's also cool. Thank you for your contribution. Guys, I'm not feeling great today. I'm really scared because yesterday I... Yesterday I took headshots, and I'm scared that I overdid it physically. Uh, it was hot out, very, very hot, and um, it was, oh gosh, about a three-hour session. I took lots of breaks, and I drank a lot of water, and I had some snacks, but I also wore two masks and exerted myself physically maybe too much because afterwards I felt really bad for the rest of the day. Uh, I don't know. I just started to feel really shitty physically, like out of breath all afternoon, so exhausted, just sat there, stared off into space or at my phone, but really like didn't move for the rest of the day, except to edit for about maybe an hour. And then towards the end of the day, I started to get a headache and now I'm just really worried that I fucked everything up and that I, I don't know. I'm just terrified that I overexerted myself, that my fetus wasn't getting enough oxygen, that my body might have overheated and that would be terrible for a fetus. And I don't know, or maybe, maybe the anxiety is coming because I have a, an ultrasound tomorrow, or maybe because my NIPT test got moved up a week and it's actually happening today. Which is great because I'll have the results sooner, but it's just, I'm just having a, I just don't feel well physically and my head hurts and I'm a real baby when it comes to a headache. So we're going to move on to some updates. Okay, physically, here's what's going on with my fetus, my little shrimp. Hold on. Oh God, and my ears are killing me. Oh God. Okay. At week 10, I'm 10 weeks and two days, by the way, my fetus is 1.18 inches, uh, about the size of a strawberry and maybe about 0.14 ounces. They say here you're supposed to see a baby bump, maybe, or that you could potentially be seeing one. I don't know. I've always had a little baby bump my whole life, so (laughs) doesn't look any different to me. But I'm sure if you saw me, you'd say, oh, you've got a baby bump. And I'd say, I've had this my whole life. So whatever. 
Also, I still have not gained a single pound. I definitely look heavier, but no, the scale has not changed. It's basically 131.5 every day. What else about week 10 baby shrimp? The basic structure of baby's heart is in place and beating up to 160 beats a minute. Baby's neck is lengthening, which allows for more kicking and squirming, though it will be a few more weeks before you'll be able to feel those mighty kicks. Baby's also developing muscle control, meaning he or she can flex those wee hands and, yep, make a fist. Now, the pregnant woman body. My body. At 10 weeks, baby is as big as a strawberry. I already know that. Your breasts are growing, and by the end of this trimester, can go up one to two sizes. I agree. They're growing. They're still weird as hell. Other symptoms. Round ligament pain. Don't be surprised if you start feeling some aches and pains in your abdomen as it stretches to accommodate your growing baby. While some moms-to-be don't really get or notice them, others find these sensations called round ligament pain downright painful. I don't think I'm experiencing that. I only The only time I have pain down there is when I sneeze or cough. Morning sickness. Nausea and vomiting are pretty common at 10 weeks pregnant. The good news is they'll likely subside soon after you hit the second trimester. Well, everybody, I still don't have morning sickness, and I'm so grateful for that. I feel terrible for the women that do experience nausea right now. Mood swings. Changes in your hormones may be to blame for a roller coaster of emotions. I'm definitely not in a good mood. <laughs> Fatigue. You're zapped. Here's why. Not only is your body working really hard to grow baby, but your sleep might be disrupted by some pretty weird dreams. Well, yeah, my, 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 my sleep has been very disrupted. I don't know if it's dreams or the heat or my obstinance when it comes to installing my air conditioner. But uh, because of my physical situation last night feeling overheated I did finally install my air conditioner and oh my goodness I slept under a blanket which is wild but I still slept terribly woke up about five times increased vaginal discharge an increased blood flow to your vagina coupled with an increase in estrogen production could cause more of a clear odorless discharge called leucorrhea leucorrhea not sure it might seem a little gross, but this substance is simply nature's way of getting rid of bacteria. I have no idea if I have this because I still use this, the vaginal suppositories twice a day, and so I'm constantly leaking white fluid. Visible veins. Those blue streaks are an important reminder. They're a sign of all the extra blood circulating in your body for your growing baby. Don't know. I mean, I'm a, I've always been veiny, ladies and gents. So I don't know if they're any bluer than usual. And that's it for my fun update. Sorry for my attitude, but let's get to these interviews because they're a lot more fun than I am right now. Charles is a screenwriter, director, producer, and co-creator of the wonderful show Search Party on HBO Max. And in case you're wondering, I did take a break and now I'm back with more energy. Anyway, you met Charles in episode two of Spermcast when I surprised him and his then-boyfriend Jordan with the question of whether or not they would donate their sperm to me. On the scale of one to ten, Jordan was like a one or a two or maybe a zero. And I think Charles was a five. Hello. <gasps> Hi, Molly. Hi. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to see you. You too. We were supposed to meet in my backyard, but you got scared. I know. Well, I thought I had COVID, but I think I just, I, 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 I didn't have COVID and I'm pretty sure I just always have strep throat all the time. Oh. So. No, it's so good that you rescheduled after taking a test. I mean, yeah. That you, because I wouldn't want to risk that for myself. Totally. Like me, way back when COVID became terrifying, Charles escaped to his parents' house, but he stayed there for five months, and he just got back to town. Also like me, he's thinking about moving back for a longer stretch. Though he's not pregnant, and he's probably not going to move in with his parents. I mean, I might not move in with my parents either, but I, yeah, I probably will for a little while. Anyway, let's talk to Charles. So let me ask you this really important question. You've been working on a political campaign. <laughs> I have. I'm the campaign manager to Ann Ranch. She's a U.S. senator. U.S. And... senator of what state? 
Um, well, she's a she's a U.S. senator, if that answers your question. She's you know she's an American citizen, and she represents a big body of people. And is she related to? Uh, she looks so familiar. Uh, she, you know, she's been compared a lot to Steve Buscemi. Yes, um, she does. Eyes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what people love to say. And about. has she been in politics her whole life, or what is what's? How did you um, get involved in the campaign? I uh, magnetism, sheer magnetism. You know, some people are in your life for a reason, a season, a lifetime. And um, for me, and it's a it's a season, it's a campaign season. Wow, wow. <laughs> and so, um, if the listeners want to look into Anne Ranch and whether you know, is she a Democrat or a Republican or independent? I know it's such a good question. Yeah, yeah. You can um, look into her at at official Anne Ranch. That sounds great. Uh, on Instagram or anywhere. Uh, just Instagram. Okay. And then, you know, there's a, I, I went on, uh, all things considered to talk about her. So if you Google her, that's the only thing that comes up over and over and over. So <laughs> I know it's so funny. I mean, it's not a joke. No, it's very serious. No, it's a very serious, Politics the very serious. serious politician. And I hope my listeners go and they do their research and they go to at official Ann ranch on Instagram and look into her. She's just done so much for our country. Yeah, and you can buy her merchandise at annranch.com. Mm -hmm. um, and all the proceeds that I make off of her merchandise, uh, I donate to the Audre Lorde Project, which is a real organization. Oh. The Audre Lorde Foundation um, takes care of uh, trans, queer, people okay. of color, a lot of youth, too. Uh, they're a really good organization. And so, like, any money I might make, I just match and send back to Audre Lorde. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to put a link to uh, uh, Anne Ranch's Instagram in my show notes and a link to her merch page and a link to Audre Lord Foundation. The thank Audre Lorde Foundation. Thank you. And, and thanks you. She really appreciates it. Oh my support. gosh. Would you give her um, a hello from me and maybe have her sign something? I don't know what. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. She's been, she'll come sign your car. <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 Thank you so much. Okay. So now that we got your life out of the way. <laughs> I'm obliged, obligated, I'm obligated to ask you, are you bummed out that you didn't give me sperm? Hmm. Um, I'm not bummed out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. I wonder, I, I was wondering where you were at in the process of it. Oh. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, do you feel like do you feel resent resentful that I didn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> you were literally episode two when I was really just in the exploratory phase, and yeah. um, you just you had your hand out. You're like, I didn't right know here. what yeah, was happening. Yeah, just <laughs> anybody give it to me. No, 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 no. But um, you know, I don't know what it would be like if I had given you the sperm. I think we'd be in touch. All the time. I just don't think I could do it and not be super involved. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That was something that I think everybody had a different sort of uh, reason that really, really got to them. Whether it was that or God, just not wanting to have their – some people <laughs> right. didn't care at all. It's so interesting how different everybody was. But um, mm -hmm. you were also in a relationship how, at, at the time and mm -hmm. would that have affected your relationship? I'm sure it would have. I think because I wouldn't have been able – I don't think I would have been able to have done it without – I don't think I would have been able to like really restrain myself and just be like, yeah, Molly's off doing that. Like I, I just feel like I would have gotten really involved. And so I think that narrative would have ended up being a big part of my life. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that like – well, I've got a kid in Los Feliz <laughs> that I might run into on the street. Um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And then like COVID, it would be like, how's the kid? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I think, yeah, our contract would have been nullified somehow and you would uh, you would have been in my, my pod. Totally. Or it would be like in Texas with my family and you'd be like suing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe we just come to Texas and you just ne never see the end of us. <laughs> my parents are like, well, it's as close as we got to a straight boy. <laughs> so, yeah. but um, you do want kids one day, or at least you did at the time, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I really do. I still do. Oh, you still do. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, something I've been asking everybody is, has COVID and the state of the world and all of that affected that in any way or made you think about it more? 
I've been doing a lot of um, soul searching, like during COVID, and and a lot of chant life change, transformation, a lot that of letting go, a lot of things I didn't want to have happen that I'm having to uh, make peace with and turn, you know, lemons into lemonade, whatever. Like it, everything happens for a reason, and it's all for the best. But mm-hmm. it's been a really brutal, brutal traumatizing year um almost a year and a half now which is nuts but I think it's taught me I have a ways to go before I feel like I'm ready to like raise a kid like I just feel like I'm learning more and more and more about myself and I just can't believe people have kids before they know who they are like I just can't (laughs) believe that's the norm it's insane. Yeah, it is. And are you still in your 20s? <laughs> no, I'm 33 now. No. I'm not as young. I'm not as young as you think I am. I was in my 20s. No, I didn't mean that as an insult. I mean, it's a compliment. I just remember that you and Jordan being so much younger than me. Well, Jordan's four years younger than me. And so that was a part of it. And then also I was in my 20s in the last four years, three years, flew. Like t- since Trump was right. elected, the wrinkle in time, like we're we're going down the drain, and I think time's spinning faster, As or something. No, <laughs> the older you get, the faster it goes. It's I mean, when we're like a hundred, it's going to be like a blink of an eye. I mean, every time New Year's happens, I'm like, okay, Christmas is right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Better break out the Christmas decorations. (laughs) (laughs) It's I hate it. And when I was a kid, it was like, oh, my God, when is this week going to be over? When is this school year going to be over? Even um, like in the beginning of uh, quarantine, when I went to New York, I quarantined in an Airbnb for two weeks before I saw my parents. And it was like it felt like a millisecond. Yeah. And I think same. because my mind was racing, I I I, I didn't have time to think, think be bored or anything like that. And so I just mm-hmm. I don't know, it just flew by. I think too with COVID, it's like we're on some level this is uh trauma, like on some yes. level. Um because we're not able to fully reconcile this experience in real time because we're really uncertain about the future and we're afraid of the future. And so we're not able to fully use all of our brain or be fully present right now. And so I think it's making time slip because we're not, we're just less present. Yeah. We're not here. Mm -hmm, Because fear is hanging over us. Do you feel like you have a timeline, even though you're um, a guy and 33? I grapple with the, my parents being old their thing mm. that's the thing is that they want a grandkid they've told me before like you know no pressure but it's like i know it would bring them happiness mm-hmm. but also being at home being alone with them i'm an only child and you know like we're we are like our dynamic is our dynamic and i had a thought the other day where i was like you know if something bad happened if you know one of my parents passed away or something and i god forbid but um <laughs> it would be like, you know, like we, we don't know another dynamic. So like, it's interesting. Like I used to be like, I, I want to give them grandkids. And now I'm like, well, when I do, it will actually, the whole dynamic will totally change. And we really thrive. <laughs> I don't know if we thrive, but we're just really used to this sort of triangle. So I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I don't want to have kids until I'm 40, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's like the my parents thing. So I want them to be around. Now, not that this will happen, but if you were a single man at 40, like I was a single lady at Mm -hmm. 39 and 40 and 41, (laughs) (laughs) do you think you would go to the lengths to, um, I don't know, get get an egg donor and a surrogate? I think I would. I feel like I have some shame around that because I think there's – pressure for queer people to adopt which is completely valid <laughs> like pressure so for valid. anybody anybody should feel shame but it's not shame yeah. but go ahead I, I i that's interesting to hear what you're saying yeah and so uh, you know i guess i'll figure it out when that time comes and i don't even i mean i hope i'm fertile <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but 
I just feel like, and this is maybe, you know, somewhat narcissism. I don't know what, but I feel like there's traits I have, my family has that I would know how to shepherd in ways that I kind of wish they had been shepherded for me. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like I could raise someone with my DNA you know, well. <laughs> You're like, okay, I recognize this behavior and here's where we're, we're going to nip this one in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or be like, it's okay. That's okay. It's okay to be you, you know, it's just stuff oh, like that. for you sure. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, about the adoption shame, I think that's a, I mean, it's interesting that it might be more uh, for, for the gay community, but it is something that I think anybody that gets Gets a door. Every anybody that has a kid, uh, biological child, regardless, I think needs to think about that. And mm-hmm. you don't call people that accidentally get pregnant selfish. There's no mm-hmm. just because it's more intentional doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It is inherently selfish. Obviously, life on Earth is. Reproduction is selfish. Totally. Interesting. I wonder how your sperm is. (laughs) I do too. I wonder, I wonder that too. I feel like it's good. I feel like I have, um, something to worry about. I have something called varicocele. It's like, uh, knotted veins in my testicles. Mm -hmm. Um, it's pretty common. Yeah. And they say that the longer you live with it, the more it, it increases your, not even that it increases your chances of infertility, but a percentage of infertile men also have it. And so there's some correlation suspected. So that's something I keep being like, I should figure that one out. How do you know these veins are twisted? Can you can you see or feel? Doctor says there's a tightness or something. Sorry. This is the, yeah, yeah, these yeah. are the deets. I got them. Well, I kind of, I mean, you know, when you look something up on WebMD and you're yeah. just like, well, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, you're just, you, you're like, so you feel so the doctor, like sometimes yeah. you're like, it could be, but then you're like, that's, it's definitely that. And then I went and, and got it checked and the doctor was like, yeah, you could, you know, if you want to, the surgery is pretty non-invasive, but I don't know, you know, I'm so classically stupidly a man and that I'm like, don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched a vasectomy online one time. It is so easy. It takes 10 minutes. And- my cousin got one. Oh he gosh. sent me the <laughs> the image of his balls after and it was like, okay. Ooh. Well, maybe it's, it's harder for boys, I know, but watching it yeah. was fascinating. Um well, I'm just thinking as as a gay man, in, or if you do end up, you know, using your sperm to get pregnant one day, you might end up doing IVF for surrogacy anyway. Yeah, right. So if you're doing IVF, they can extract the sperm from your testicles rather than you hmm. doing it in their room. I mean, it's more expensive. Oh. Wow. It's more it's it's more expensive and it hurts. <laughs> But if there is a problem with your sperm actually exiting your – like your vas deferens isn't connected huh. or the, or the varicocele maybe blocked it off or pinches it or something like that, then you can get um, – yeah, you can get the sperm extracted. A varicocele, V-A-R-I-C-O-C-E-L-E, occurs when a bulge results from enlarged veins inside the scrotum. Every vein has a valve that prevents blood from flowing backward, but sometimes the valve fails. This causes blood to flow back, damaging the vein and causing swelling. Most men who have varicoceles do not have fertility problems. Infertility rates among those with varicoceles, however, are higher than those without them. The main concern with varicoceles is that the bulge of the veins may damage sperm and lower sperm count. In those individuals with an average sperm count, a varicocele is unlikely to cause infertility. Although treatment of a varicocele generally improves sperm characteristics, it's not clear if an untreated varicocele leads to progressive worsening of sperm quality over time. So we don't know if sperm count, sperm quality gets worse over time if left untreated. A varicocele is identified in 15% of healthy men and up to 35% of men with primary infertility. 
But wait, hold the phone. I was researching something else and I found some other news. It says, the majority of males with varicocele will not have problems. One out of five males with varicocele will experience difficulty fathering children. Semen analysis is highly recommended after age 16 to determine if varicocele repair is needed. If a semen analysis is normal, it is recommended to have a repeat analysis every two to three years. As with time, the quality of sperm may decrease. Fertility issues may come up years later, even if not seen early. Now, I'm not sure if this is the truth. It's from urologyhealth.org. But why not go and get that semen analysis then? Just to make sure. Okay, peace. That's so interesting. Here's something else that I need to come to terms with that I haven't admitted to myself fully. But um, sometimes after a calm, it burns a little bit. Mm. And and I, I like... I have an I have an often often on prostate infection, which is just some bullshit. I have to like take antibiotics for every now and then. Wow. Which is it's actually kind of common too. Um, it's weird. The window for that for men is like my age group, and then older, like you know when you're like in your late sixties or something, it comes oh, back. Oh wow! It's, it's kind of weird. I don't know um, anything about that. I think this sounds like maybe I'm just uh, medieval and don't know anything <laughs> about the body, but I think that sitting in director's chairs on set like scooped and pushed everything right into the center and yeah. gave me a prostate infection <laughs> uh, maybe it's possible and you've seen yeah. a doctor about it or or, or just just a yeah, general yeah. practitioner not a urologist i saw a urologist it was the terrible urologist he was like somebody stick a finger up your butt yet oh, no like, come on are you being real and then he like lubed over lubed the glove and then I don't like this he, what the fuck I know and after he did it he like wiped my butt with the glove and threw it in the normal trash and not the like um biohazard trash and it just left me with all this fucking lube on my body it was so gross oh, I don't and, like this uh, so this I terrible <laughs> I'm sorry but he did uh, give me a piece of information which I think he's could be right about which is that there's something the the cum tubes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this. There's something. What's a cum tube? Oh, you mean like uh, in your penis? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Like from from the balls to to the urethra. Yeah. There's like uh they can become like strained mm. and um that can cause like some blockage uh with ejaculation and then that can cause burning. Interesting. And when he said that I was like I actually think that's exactly what it is. I just think I'm all like I'm all shoved down. I think my pelvic floor is real tight down there. Because <laughs> <laughs> of this scoopy director's chairs. <laughs> yeah. You should get yourself a donut. Get some air down there. Yeah. People think you have hemorrhoids. Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's not hemorrhoids, you guys. My prostate is twisted. <laughs> my cum tubes are strained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my concerns. And I, I, I guess the like um, the fear of like being infertile or something has kept me from like really pursuing it medically, um, which is not healthy. But yeah, I should figure it all out. I have a urologist friend that listens to this podcast. So she, she if she lets me know that, that she should be, that you should be worried, I'll let you know. Okay. But I think, I Good. mean, unless a varicocele makes it so that you are, that. You have no sperm count. No, kinda. but that it, it like gets worse over time. Then if that's a thing, then yeah, right. address it now. But if you've already got it and it's not like going to progress, mm -hmm. why invade your ball sack right now? That's how that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll ask her. I'll ask her. Yeah, please do. I kind of need to. I need to know if I'm just avoiding. But yeah, those are my fertility quandaries, I guess. But um. Yeah. Okay. So I shot her a quick text, and I haven't heard back yet. So then I did a little bit of my own research, and I basically googled chronic prostate itis, which is a prostate infection, and varicocele, and it looks like there might be. An association. Well, it's a whole study, but the conclusion of the study was signs and symptoms of prostateitis are more common in varicocele patients. I mean, that's interesting because, Charles, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, I'll text you, but if there is an association, then maybe if you take care of the var varicocele, your on and off again prostate infections might stop showing up. So, Oh, time to do my progesterone insertion. <laughs> 
Anyway, back to the show. There you go. I, I miss talking about sperm, honestly. The show used to be all about sperm, and now it's all about female infertility. <laughs> That's so funny. You Well, you had to start from the outside and work your way in. That's right. Yeah. I didn't really want to get to know myself. I started with the opposite sex as far away from myself as I could, and then <laughs> got really to the root of things. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I hope I was helpful. I hope this you, was it was is so experience. fun. I love you, Molly. Oh, I love you. You know, if you ever I could do a walk, a neighborhood walk. I would love to or do a, a walk. I don't really go to Griffith anymore because nobody wears their fucking masks. Even fucking up and down Silver Lake Boulevard, like in front of the dog park. I'm like No What are you doing? What the fuck? It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't like it. Are you are I, you always I, are you always being careful? Yes, yes, yes. You just went and had a <laughs> test yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I was like paranoid. I was sick. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's end this. I love you so much. Okay. I'll see okay. you soon. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, that was so much fun to catch up with Charles and to learn all about balls. Oh, man. It's been a long time since I've seen any balls. Don't worry, we've got more balls coming right up. But first, if you want to hear the rest of my conversation with Charles, this was just a fraction of all the fun stuff we talked about. And you can hear the full version on the Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. These catch-up interviews are all available at the $2 level. So it's it's a lot of bang for your buck, people. And now... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, it's my pleasure to bring you our old friend, Zach. We all met Zach way back in episode 14. On a scale of 1 to 10, Zach was a 10. So when it came time to pick donors, it was an easy choice. He was so open-hearted and just wanted to help. You can catch Zach in a bajillion episodes of Spermcast, but maybe the most notable one would be season 2, episode 1, The Insemination. Hello, Molly. Hi, your hair's darker. Oh, I'm wearing a hat too, but yes. Wouldn't it be strange if you dyed your hair black? Wait. Quarantine made you dye your hair black? Yeah, my, my late 30s goth period. Yeah. These days, Zach is still teaching improv, although it's over Zoom, and he's a producer for a YouTube channel. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Zach Huddleston! Um, so, Zach, I never told anybody on my podcast why you had to, why you decided to not donate anymore. Is that something you want to, that you can talk about, or want to, or? Yeah, we could talk about it. I mean, it's a happy thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good thing. I get, or I can be like, my testicles fell off. I was no longer That's producing right. sperm. <laughs> it's a better story. <laughs> so yeah, can we tell everybody about your terrible accident that you had, where your <laughs> yeah, yeah, your yeah. balls got twisted and? I've always been a ball twister, and I usually <laughs> is that a move? <laughs> is that a thing that guys do? Oh, totally. Yeah. But usually I stop at two twists. Oh. And it turns out if you make it all the way to four, uh, they pop off. No, but they don't do that. Guys don't twist their balls, do they? No, no. he's shaking his head. Okay. I mean, I guarantee there's somebody oh, out there sure, that's sure. really into that. But yeah. not that I know of, no. That's probably my man. He's out there waiting for me. <laughs> Just twisting away. <laughs> okay, no, your balls didn't fall off. What happened back then? No. So I, you know, as I said on your podcast, I was uh, single when you and I kind of began the process. And then, you know, after a while, I was no longer single. And in my naivete, I was like, oh, well, this is a decision I've made with my friend Molly, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think the the big like, well, a decision like that has ramifications for other people in your life. 
And so the person that I was in a relationship with, I realized like, oh, this is, you know, this, this to have a big impact on them mm -hmm. in a way that they didn't like volunteer for, like I volunteered for. Right. And so I think that was part of it. And it was, it was a hard decision. There were tears and arguments and, um, you know, everything because I, it was, I, I valued being a part mm -hmm. of your process, you know, and I, 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 it was some degree of sacred, uh, you know, for you to um, include me in that. I don't believe in God, but whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever the equivalent. Um, and so that was hard. And I did felt, feel like I'd made a commitment to you. And it was really hard to kind of break that commitment. Yeah. But uh, I'm very happy for you now that. <laughs> well, I also I just wanted to share with you that I am so grateful for what you did for me. And I know it wasn't an easy decision. And I know 100% how complicated it is when you're in a relationship. And yeah, and that your person. Well, and, and yeah, and that, that person, like, we started dating after you and I had already right. done some of the. So it was very much like I'd. You know, I don't know, date three, it was like, hey, by the way. But also <laughs> in the very beginning with me, you were very single. You know what I mean? Yes. You weren't just, I don't know, you weren't specifically looking for your life partner, were you? No, no. no and I didn't, I anticipated being single for a while. Yeah. And yeah, I wasn't like hunting you for a spouse or something. You had a different mindset. And then falling in love, which is incredible and wonderful, yeah, that changes things. And, and that's, that's okay. And it's, um, I know you must have agonized over um, not being able to be in that position for me after making that commitment. And so I know it was really hard. So I appreciate you um, being honest with me, right from the get go. And <laughs> well, like, at, right at, after I told you I was pregnant, you let me know. <laughs> Yeah, Why, that you wouldn't be able to donate anymore if it didn't pan out. Yes. And I think that's good. It wasn't easy to hear, but but better to find out then at, than after I have a miscarriage and you're not available anymore, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Now, it was not too long after that that you switched to the sperm bank. Wait, hold on. I wanna, I, but I want to get to the good news from on your end. Oh, I'm getting married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I think yeah, so. But... This is worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, we went on three dates. I, I backed out of donating sperm. Never heard from that person again. That would have been that would have been a real tragedy. No, no, no. Yeah, I still I'm still with this person, and and we're very happily engaged. Uh, COVID is obviously. We were supposed to get married in May. Oh my goodness! Um, wow. So, now, who knows when that will happen, but wow. um, yeah, still together. Let me ask you a couple questions. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, OK. So so you and your partner have been been uh, cooped up. I know, you yes. know, you guys. OK, I don't know, actually. Um, Do you guys want kids? Do you talk about kids? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we do want kids. And I think, you know, we're both close to age that you are. And uh -huh. so that's certainly a uh, a priority near the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Has COVID changed your feelings about kids at all or made you think about it in a different way and the state of the world with the social huh. unrest? I mean, if I'm being honest, the main thing it makes me think is like, I'm really glad I don't have school age children right now. <laughs> oh my God. I feel so bad for those people and the kids. Oh, they're so, it's so sad. Oh, so sad. Um, <sighs> well, and though, on the other hand, so my sister has a, an 11 month old son, um, a little baby and like COVID or quarantine for her in some ways has been kind of nice. She still has to go into her job, but her and her husband are home, home more. And like, you know, in some ways it would be fun, like, you know, with a, a rug rat, you know, being stuck inside is not that big a deal for them. They don't really know what they're missing. And forces you to have more time with them. I guess, yeah, every day that goes by teaches you how precious life is and that we shouldn't waste time, that kind of a thing. Okay. So do you think that 
and you don't have to answer this. Do you think that it's important to wait for marriage to have a, a, a baby with a lady? No. Mm. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. I um, wasn't married to you. We were right. kind of having a baby. Yeah, kind of. Um, no, I don't. And, and you know, that, that view might have changed over time. But certainly now I don't. Well, then um, I'm all for, you know, what? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no time like the present, right? We, okay. I've, I've learned that through listening to the Spermcast podcast. and I do encourage it. Absolutely. Well, especially like, I mean, COVID has changed. COVID and the uh, quarantine that comes along with it has changed so many things and beliefs and whatever. Like the... Not that the institution of marriage has been eroded by it or something like that, but like for us, we were set to get married and have a big thing. We delayed You'd be that. Right now, we wouldn't be married right now. Yeah. And technically, we're not. And now we're like, well, we should probably just do a courthouse kind of a deal, and then if we're able to at some point, if the world's ever normal again, you know, have a ceremony. Which apparently, even like courthouse weddings are kind of hard right now because like you have to get like a person to come to you they oh. won't let you go to the courthouse oh. and like if there's only like one guy for the whole <laughs> la county or something strange so even that is kind of a lot of rigmarole but um yeah i, I don't know it's like so many timelines are strange and like because even the world has always been a crazy place and like the entertainment industry has always been a crazy industry and la has always been a crazy city but there was some degree of predictability Right. Like you kind of knew where you'd be in a year or you, you could guess. But now it's you. Well, you at least know. knew you weren't going to be worse off than you <laughs> <Yeah>. were. <laughs> Maybe a little, but like you weren't going <laughs> to fall too far behind. Or yeah. Or like not be able to do normal parts of your life or work or see people. And like now I, I, I do feel like the degree of chaos in all of our lives is just so much greater. Okay, let's say that pregnancy yeah. had lasted. I would have. Yes. Uh, let's see. When would I have had a baby? <laughs> March, April, May, June, July, August, September, November, December. Oh, I would have had a fucking Sagittarius. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. I know. I know, Zach. It's my own oh. stupid inside joke that I think is funny, but nobody else likes. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have um, like an eight month old kid right now. Do you wow. think it would look like you or me or some? It sort would of look alien? like you. <laughs> it would look like you. That that's crazy to think about. That I mean, that'll also does that ever drive you insane thinking about? I don't really these think children? about that. About what? That's probably or just these children that don't exist. No, I don't. Because I think back then I rationalized it or or or. Uh, not rationalize it. I um, processed it by thinking that wasn't the 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 soul of my baby was not in that physical body, and yeah. that was just a physical body that it might the soul might have tried it on and said, "Nope, this one's not going to work. Give me the next one." Yeah. So, so yeah, that the yeah, and also you know, it was so early pretty early and I never saw a heartbeat. Um, it wasn't less, you know, painful, but I wasn't super attached. I mean, I was super fucking excited, but yeah, <laughs> out, not so much outwardly. <laughs> yeah. And this is your current where you, where you are right now in this, this is the farthest you've yeah. been. Mm -hmm. Cause my first ultrasound last time at about six weeks, there was no, it was just an empty, gestational sac there was nothing in it that the doctor could see and then the same one oh you know what i don't want to compare <laughs> <laughs> give me anxiety just a flicker of okay, anxiety no, and i'm no, like no, no, no let's not <laughs> no 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 right. <laughs> yeah but i feel i'm feeling good and positive next week i have yeah. another ultrasound and then some genetic testing and then after that if everything's okay i'll feel good yeah 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 and I ended up using my frozen eggs from when I was 37. So thank God I had those. Vintage. What, what would that have been? 2015? 2015, yeah. yeah. Good year. Good year. Good Great year. year. <laughs> better, better president. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, uh, improv was maybe happening. Or, no, still I, think existed. I, I think yeah. I was done with improv by then. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd already wisened up. Yeah, I got out of there at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you picked some good stuff. You 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 got out of improv before the bottom fell out. Yeah. You you know decided to get a sperm donor before it would have been like if you and I were still going through the process the same way we'd done before. That would be very complicated right now. Mm-hmm. You know what, dude. You could totally do it and just leave it outside your door. <laughs> <laughs> like like a Postmates delivery or something? Totally. Contactless yes. delivery of sperm? Yeah, because I don't think it's because it's respiratory. It doesn't spread through semen, yeah. I don't think, does it? I have no idea. Oh, great. I, I have to so. look something up now. Baby <laughs> <laughs> Bing, Molly here. Um, yeah. There is currently no evidence that COVID-19 virus is transmitted through semen or vaginal fluids, but the virus has been detected in the semen of people who have or are recovering from the virus. Do you think that like dating will be easier as a mother than as a pregnant or trying to get pregnant person? I hope so. (laughs) Oh my God, if it's not easier, I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (gasps) I do hope so. It's just been it's been such a complicated two and a half years. You know, I wouldn't want to date me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that circles back to like that uncertainty thing we were talking about with quarantine. Like, yeah, not that dating you would be uncertain, but like, yeah, they don't exactly know what they're signing up for. Right. Right. I mean, how could they if I don't know what I'm signed up for? Yeah. It, the whole fertility thing is such a question mark. And doing it by yourself, it's just, oh, boy. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> and I tried to normalize it for myself as much as possible and make everybody else feel like it was totally chill. But, like, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you've done a good job. I know it may still not feel normal, but you've done a great job on your via your podcast. And- <laughs> Thank you. Moving forward in that direction, yeah. At least. Well, maybe yeah. one day it'll be easier, but but that question mark does like you can't you you don't know if you can go on trips and you don't know it's it's just not easy. It yeah. it makes everything more complicated. So. Yeah. The answer is get knocked up in your twenties. <laughs> That's the answer, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> go for it early. Get it done. Then, Why then, not teens? Just get it knocked out real early. Oh, know? my God. Oh, I was talking with Alex how you guys never met each other and how you guys are just both so nice. And I was saying um, you you guys would probably be like, hey, man, I hope it's you. I hope it's you. And then like, no, seriously, I really hope it's you. <laughs> Can you please make this work? <laughs> but it would have been so fun to have you guys together somehow. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll share an elevator or um, cross paths in some weird way. Well, I mean, whenever this this kid's first birthday is. Sure. In some open air park, you know, you can bring all the all the previous sperm cast guests. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or this kid's. I mean, hopefully we're all alive. But like, hopefully this kid's 18th birthday. They can they can become a, the documentary filmmaker that tracks down yeah. everybody involved in their mom's journey or something like that. Wow, yeah. I think that's <laughs> fabulous. I'm not going to make my kid do that, but for <laughs> the first birthday, they're not making any choices by that point. Oh, you for know, sure. You could see you could see something in Elysian Park or, or wherever, and there's balloons and cupcakes, and that'd be a lovely thing. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's whether it's this kid or another one, I'm getting nervous again. That's right. Sorry. It's okay. I always I always forget and then I remember. Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> <sighs> well, do you think it does does it do harm to I just like, think it makes me more vulnerable to pain. <laughs> to potential pain that could happen. But I think and, everything's and I, okay. I don't know how your anxiety works, but is the is the anxiety better or worse than the potential pain um better because i don't feel that anxiety on a regular basis Mm. it's just like a sort of a whoop and it's like okay just stay in the moment 
Just yeah. be, be here now. You're pregnant right now. And you don't need to think about two months from now or a year from now and think about first birthdays. But it was really fun to think about for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. kid will have a first birthday no matter where they come from, whether it's from my uterus or or maybe they already had their first birthday. We'll find out. <laughs> but I'm I, I'm seeming more nervous right now about it than I am. I'm really not thinking about it in those in that way often. Yeah, I got to say, having not talked to you in a long time, you seem great, Molly. Thanks. You seem great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. But you seem to be doing well. Is that okay. how you characterize yourself? Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel well. Yeah. I feel well. A week ago, I wasn't feeling so great. Actually, when I was in Amanda's, I was... Did I talk about shame in that episode? Yeah. Thank you. And now, Zach. I think so. Now, Grace? for all of my listeners out there who are considering donating sperm, <laughs> <laughs> would you say go for it? Yeah. <laughs> I would say... I would say give strong... If you're single at the time, give strong consideration on if no longer being single would change your behavior mm-hmm. or, would, mm-hmm. or would complicate matters. Mm-hmm. And if you're not single when you do it, well, then definitely just have that conversation yeah. with your partner. Yeah. And, and, um, and now, how would you... Now I've got... Let's see if I've got if a ton of uh, listeners out there about to ask a guy for their sperm. What's the best way to do it? <laughs> Oh, that's, I don't know. Do they know. have to start a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that's great. Convince them to come on. I mean, when you would ask everybody, like, where are you at on a scale of one to 10? I don't know. For some reason, again, wherever I was in my life, I, I was down from the second I came on your podcast for the first time. Yeah. Just maybe, maybe wrongly because I hadn't thought about it that much. <laughs> so yeah, okay. sure. Why not? So maybe um, the, um, maybe the technique is to get somebody that's not going to put any thought into it. <laughs> yes. A real dummy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Wouldn't you be so much better at asking that at answering that question, right? Because you asked so many people for their sperm. <laughs> no, I think you did. A, I don't think there's a cookie cutter. I don't think there's one answer because yeah. um, everybody's so different. And that's, yeah, for sure. Everybody's coming from a different place. Everybody has shocking answers. I mean, yeah. somebody you'd think uh, who would be totally open to it is an absolute no. And somebody you don't think it would be open to it is like, sure. It's interesting. I don't know where it comes from. The different do you perspective do you think in hindsight only because like you you were always very self-assured about what you wanted as far as children obviously but not you didn't know as much about the process at that time as you do now do you think if you had had like hey i want your sperm and here's my six month plan and oh. the, the five the five steps we're gonna try five times with you That's you an know interesting this thing. And then we'll hide into that and then we'll hide into this. But, you know, I, I, I wonder not that I don't know if there was anybody that was on the fence and that would have pushed them one degree <laughs> or the other. But it, it might have been just nice for peace of mind for you and for or for for any two people. Right. Like this is what we're both committing to. Like, again, I don't think I don't think it, it wasn't a big deal for me, but I could see it being a big deal for somebody else being like, is this something I'm going to do for a month or a right. year right. or I think a lot yeah. of I think there are some people even have contracts with their donor yeah. that but I didn't want to make you commit to anything too <laughs> you know I always wanted to feel it out as we went along yeah whoa, whoa 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 wait just so you know we did have a contract it just didn't have anything to do with how long he was required to donate sperm to me but yeah I think it is I think that's a, a kind of probably a good idea to sort of have a plan ahead of time and and hash it all out in advance. And then, and then COVID hits and you have to throw that. I mean, that's the other thing with fertility and with COVID. There's no planning possible, yeah. but right. still you can make attempts. So, or, or at least maybe like a plan isn't even the right word, but like shared expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And those things can evolve and morph over time. But like we're both coming into it clear eyed, which I felt that way with you. Yeah. Uh, you were very clear and what you thought it would look like. And, and I understood that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good piece of advice though, to sort of have, just have more conversations about it. Yes. As many as possible. Yeah. Maybe, maybe over a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
exactly. Well, so I, I, I hope I asked you enough fun questions. <laughs> I hope I gave enough fun answers. That's the more important part. Um, I've missed you. I know. I miss you. I miss your backyard. I oh, miss yeah. seeing you and sharing laughs. Yeah. And I'm so happy for you guys. And oh, will you please you. give my love to your partner? Partner. I know. It sounds <laughs> so mysterious. Of course I will. Okay. Yes. I do love her. I miss her too. You know, I, I think I've said this before, but I, I was so happy to be a part, even a small part of your, your journey. And I mean, I, I would have been happy just to have listened to the podcast and been a part of it in that regard. <laughs> but uh, being a participant was wonderful, too. And I learned so much. It was such a great experience. I look back on it very fondly, Molly, and I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I always, I always just think you're just such a wonderful human being for going on that adventure with me. And yeah, I'll never oh. forget it either. I'm so, I'm so glad I have that part of my life, I think. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in a purely selfish way, and I, and I appreciate those nice things you just said about me. Again, I think as I mentioned on your podcast, I was, it was kind of a, not a dark time in my life that might be overstating it, but a time of kind of nothing going on for me. <laughs> and it was kind of something like, well, this is something going on for me that was kind of you a know, little fun. altruistic, make somebody yes. happy. Yeah, to think a little bit beyond yourself is is a nice change of pace. Um, no, it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful then, and it's still wonderful now. And again, I'm, it's always nice to hear your voice via the podcast, and great to hear that you're doing great. <laughs> Bye, Zach. Thank you so much. Bye, Molly. Great to see you. That was ex-donor Zach Huddleston, and that was just a fraction of his interview as well. So if you want to hear the whole shebang, head on over to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and subscribe for $2 or more a month. All of these full catch-up interviews will be on the Patreon. This just in, friends. I just heard back from my urologist friend, and here's what she had to say about varicocele. Many believe that the reason that varicoceles cause issues with sperm quality is the effect that the heat produced increases oxidative stress. This stress can affect sperm motility and morphology. This is why it is recommended that young men, e.g. teenagers, with moderate to severe hydroceles, even if asymptomatic, have them fixed to prevent issues with later fertility. Not knowing the age of your friend, we usually recommend that they have fixed any enlarging or grade 3 varicoceles, especially if the man has any bothersome symptoms such as pain. Is fixing a varicocele after 5 years any more beneficial than fixing it after 10 years? I think it's unclear in terms of fertility because the overall improvement may be confounded by the fact that men making younger sperm tend to recover better than men making older sperm. Hope this helps. I think that does help. I think the answer is address the issue. Do a semen analysis. Get it checked out. Keep checking on it. And maybe, possibly, if you know you want to have kids, do the varicocele surgery. Okay, everybody. That is our show. And oh my goodness, you know what? When I started this show this morning, I mean, when I started doing my little voiceovers, I, yeah, yeah, I, I had, I was so tired and not feeling well from the day before. And then I went to my OBGYN for my first OB visit to do my NIPT test. And I got there and I was waiting for the doctor. And while I was in there, I was having some major, like, gas cramps. And she was taking a really long time. And after about a half hour, oh, I did fall asleep. And then the nurse came in and she said the doctor was, she had to go deliver a baby, which is amazing. And she said I could wait. And I said, I don't think I can handle it because I was like super cramped up. Well, I got home and I had the worst diarrhea. I'm sorry. Do you guys? <laughs> I just have no idea what I, what is okay to tell you and what's not. But it was really it was really bad and I felt really awful. That's it. So I'm having a hard couple of days and that's all I have to say about that. Hard couple of days, but I get to see Dr. Chung tomorrow and I'll have my my ultrasound and I'm hoping with all hope that uh, everything is okay. So cross your fingers for me. Well, it will have already happened by the time you heard this probably, but anyway, yeah, cross your fingers for me. I'm so tired. I don't think I can say anything else. (laughs) I love you. 
You know where to find me. Let's do the things. Bye. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. An Erios production. Powered by ACAST. 